Good morning, brother. Good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome. And this is a private episode just for you as a thank you for being here and checking out the newsletter each week. So today we have a big title, a big claim, right? How to get sexual performance anxiety sorted without even more shame and embarrassment, without even more shame and embarrassment. I've been wanting to do an episode on this particular topic for a while, and I'm really looking forward to getting into this today. So first up, I would like to say, if you haven't already joined the Annihilate Anxiety webinar, in the newsletter, you will find your invite, your link to that. So just click on that link and it will take you straight to the page where you can choose the day that's best for you. And I'm just keeping that open for 10 guys. So get your place. Okay, today, this is about how we ask for help and guidance when it comes to getting this sorted and how we actually often avoid that because of these the fear of more embarrassment more shame I don't want to have to talk about this I don't want to have to tell somebody else I just want to be able to get this fixed myself especially as men when it comes to areas like this we don't want help I want to be able to get it sorted and I know for myself, I was definitely in that space for a long time, for a long time, until I realized that it wasn't working. So just to start us off with a bit of an introduction and a summary for what today will be about, think about when it comes to driving and we're lost, doesn't happen that often anymore because of Google Maps or Apple Maps, but imagine that, we're driving back in the day, The sat-nav doesn't work and we're lost. We ask someone for directions. Usually that's what we would do, right? We'd seek guidance from someone and ask them for directions. Or let's say we're working out in the gym and we want to take our fitness goals to the next level and maybe we've been kind of stuck or in a bit of a plateau for a while and we feel like, right, I need to improve my formation or I need to put on more muscle mass and I need to figure out what, what do I need to do to get there? We go and speak to a trainer or we go online, find someone where it's the right fit and they create a plan for us. But yeah, when it comes to seeking guidance in our intimate lives, that is a very, very different story. We clam up, we, we seize, like we actually avoid doing that shit because it feels embarrassing, it feels shameful. So Today, what we're going to do is dive into this paradox of seeking guidance and how it's readily available in places like our professional lives, but it is often totally avoided in our most personal spaces. So if you have personally ever felt stuck or ashamed to seek advice about sexual performance anxiety, erection challenges, sex, relationship with porn, anything in this kind of realm that we speak about, then this conversation today is for you. So let's get cracking. Let's jump straight into it now. And I'd like to start off with the difference between our professional life and our personal life. So we've already spoken about in the, in the physical fitness realms Okay, it's normal to go and seek out a personal trainer when we want to, or it's normal to go online and get some advice from someone who specializes in that so that we can achieve the goal that we want to get to. There's a place that we want to get to. We're not there right now, and we go and seek advice. 
Same in our professional lives, right? Let's say that we want to get a promotion or there's a particular meeting coming up or we don't have experience as leadership in a more senior position. These types of things, we will go and speak to people who do have this kind of experience, whether it is a mentor, whether it is a coach, something like this, you know, people that help us in these areas to be able to fill that void of I don't have the right set of tools right now, but could you help me? And definitely throughout my career, there's so many times where that was so helpful, where I just didn't have the answers because I hadn't had the experience of, you know, going through that and getting to the other side and getting it sorted. And so in a professional sense, I'd be asking for advice all the time. But yeah, when it comes to our intimate lives, when it comes to erection challenges, when it comes to relationships or anything related to sex, there's a shitload of stigma and shame around this, right? We have this not just in our own mind, but society and personal shame, those things we double stack, (laughs) right? So we think we can't show weakness, we can't show uh, that I have to go and ask for guidance around this. And then we also have our personal uh, shame going on in our mind, running like a clock. And I'd like to share a story. It's actually, you know, from my own life of getting this sorted. But it took me years, took me years of not wanting to speak to people about this, not wanting, you'll know that it was related to my relationship with porn and sex, had a really bad relationship with porn and sex. And I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. For a long time, I thought it was normal. Because I thought, oh, everybody watches porn or it's, you know, these kinds of things are normal. Um, And the patterns were clear. You know, you will see if you've read my website where it tells a bit more about the story, my relationship ending, my self-esteem crashing through the floor. And then that leading to performance anxiety and impacting intimacy. And I just didn't want to talk to anybody about it because I felt like it would cause more pain in my life. And I thought, no, I can get this sorted for myself. I don't need guidance from other people. And then how many years could I keep that up for? You know, how many, how many years could that go on for? Something had to change. And when I did have the conversation, as many of you will know, that's when, that's when this started getting sorted. So there's usually always for a period of time, this struggle right, of feeling like we're alone in this, that we need to be able to get it sorted for ourselves and that it's a sign of weakness if we have to speak to anybody else. And to me, it's just interesting, right, when we contrast that with our professional life or physical fitness, those examples that we've spoken about, and that just isn't there, right? We don't feel like it's weakness to go and ask somebody for help on management style, leadership style, personal development. We don't think it's weakness to go and ask someone for how can I improve my formation or how can I increase my muscle mass, things like this. It's not weakness at all. We actually see that as a strength. So why do we not see it as a strength when it comes to our personal life? So now let's get into why exactly why that is, right? We've spoken about it. We realize that there's this barrier, but we haven't really spoken about why that is. So there's obvious things like fear of judgment, right? What if when I tell this other person 
or I'm going to have to speak to another person, which that in itself can feel terrifying anyway. But when I have to speak to this other person about this most intimate areas of my life, what if they judge me? What if I am perceived as less than or bad for not getting this sorted? What if I'm not one of them? Or this myth of self-reliance what if they think that I can't handle things or get things sorted out for myself and this really would trace all the way back to this fear because I do believe it is fear we have to kind of trace that emotion back and get past all those words of judgment weakness self-reliance shame all all of these what does it trace down to what's at the root and I think it's fear right fear that we will be cast out from the tribe because this happened this shit happened right for many 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 probably thousands of years from our ancestors going way way back if you were cast out from the tribe uh it was probably going to be pretty difficult to stay alive right so we have this embedded fear in our dna Uh, That hasn't caught up with time yet to say that, okay, this shit's not happening anymore. But we still have this deep-rooted, deep-seated fear of when it comes to vulnerabilities or seeking guidance in ways that feels vulnerable, what if I am less than? What if I'm judged? And ultimately, what if I'm cast out because of that? So this is what's going on in our mind that's creating these psychological barriers to us doing this. That's one aspect. And then there's also, of course, the cultural and societal factors on top of this. Uh, Masculinity is one that comes to mind. And then religion is another one that comes to mind. But basically, if we think about all of these societal expectations that contribute to this reluctance in seeking help for intimate issues, right? And it's not just um, religious and masculinity. Think about media as well. What we see when we're watching porn, what we see on movies, this co- the perfect, usually it's always everything's going okay in the bedroom, especially with porn. You know, things are fine. And so there's this comparison and there's this view of this is how it should be. And if you're not like that, then something's wrong with you. And then there's the masculinity bit of layered onto it of you've got to be able to sort shit out for yourself, right? Don't seeking advice is weak when it comes to this. You have to be able to hold your family together or uh, be a good man or be a good husband or whatever it may be, right? There's all of these things that stack on top of this. And it sounds obvious as we're talking it through, right? But it's it's a very different story when it's real, when that fear and the, the, the barrier is real and it's there and it's stopping us. It's stopping us from seeking guidance because it feels difficult, feels difficult to do so. And I think we, and this is based definitely on my own experience and from many guys that I've spoken with, we really string it out for as long as possible to hope that Something's going to change. There's going to be this magical, oh, if I could just do this, or if I could just find out this extra bit of information, or if I can just do this one thing that's got some results, but I think I need to just do... There's always this like hope for the magical bean, right? The thing that is going to just magically transform everything, and we know that it doesn't exist. We know it doesn't exist deep down. We know that this thing isn't real, 
and that it takes, we have to put in the work to be able to get this sorted. But we don't want to. <laughs> Why? Because A, we have to be a bit vulnerable to do that, which feels scary for the reasons we're talking through. And B, we have to do the work. And as human beings, and this is probably another uh, one for a different episode, but innately we're fairly lazy, is maybe a bit harsh words to use, but we want to take the shortest route possible, right? We want the instant gratification. We want it sorted as quickly as possible. If I said to someone, right, you can take this magic pill and you wake up in the morning and everything's sorted, don't need to think about it ever again. Or if I say, okay, we need to work together for a period of, I don't know, let's say 30 days, 60 days, whatever it may be, to get this sorted. Most, like 99% of us are going to go for that pill option, right? Because we want the short-term solution. We don't want to have to do the work on it. So how do we break this cycle? How do we move past this to be able to seek advice? And I think we've got a couple of options here. Uh, one is to do nothing, which, you know, is we're going to stay stuck or things are probably going to get even worse if we take that option. But one option is to do nothing, to keep on hoping for that magic bean to come across and uh, that things will magically change themselves. But we know in reality it's not going to. So that's option, let's say that's option A. Option B, we can push, force ourselves to do something, right? I must, and then I must do this, I must do this. And we, let's say, book an appointment with someone or we do uh, something where it feels uncomfortable, right? We're putting ourselves out of our comfort zone, but we've, we force ourselves to do it and it feels a bit scary, even turning up to the call or the appointment or whatever it may be, there's a high chance that we may back out last minute so that's another option let's call that option b that we're forcing ourselves to do it option c is that we actually recognize that emotion first of all of yes i can feel that i have some resistance here and i can feel that this is challenging and i have the feelings coming up of what if they judge me what if i'm um What if they think that I'm weak? All of these things. And we're not trying to change that. We're not trying to make it go away. We're just realizing, shit, yeah, look at all of this fear of ancestry DNA that's in me that's coming up with this. It feels scary. And I believe that it's, I'm going to work through this. And we we step forward or we move forward into it whilst acknowledging the feeling. So that's option C. Then option D, I think, is that we keep ourselves in a comfort zone, right? Option A was not doing anything. So option D, we keep ourselves in a comfort zone of, let's say, taking some pills and maybe they work sometimes, not other times, watching things online, read, watching endless videos, reading books, convincing ourselves that we're taking in all of this information, understanding the body, understanding how the brain works. And in reality, things aren't really moving forward in the way that we want them to. We're learning a lot. Great. We're learning a lot. We're reading a lot or trying things out with its pills that's making us see some results so we don't have to fully step into an uncomfortable mode of talking to someone and dealing with this. 
so it's enough to keep us comfortable and not quite painful enough for us to really take action and get it sorted. So, and I would actually say that one is a very risky zone. Option D is a very risky zone. That's where many people spend most of their lives actually in this comfort lounge. If you're going to ask me which route I would take, it would be option C. <laughs> it wasn't. I would say the actual route that I took was option B of forcing myself to speak to somebody about it. Um, but now, now that I am, you know, through that and things are sorted, I would now take option C of recognizing those emotions, feeling them, not running away from them or avoiding them. Um, and just acknowledging that they're there because I think then I feel that I'm understanding of myself and I'm moving forward. I feel like I have a bit trust with my, a bit more trust with myself. I feel a bit safer to do that as opposed to trying to like throw myself over the line. That doesn't feel very safe in my body. So to wrap up here, what this is about is a shift in perspective. I'd like to really reinforce one message that seeking guidance is a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness. Seeking guidance is a sign of strength. We do it in our professional lives. We do it in our physical fitness. It is critical that we do this in our intimate lives, right? Even if everything was going okay, we can still seek guidance in our intimate lives to take it to a whole nother level. So it's about getting used to doing this and feeling the uncomfortability that can come up, recognizing that and still doing the thing, you know, taking a step forward. So where are are the best places to start here? If you have been in one of those, either option A of not really doing anything about this and hoping that it would go away, that you'd come across something magical or option D, that we read loads of things online, we watch lots of videos and Sometimes the pills work, other times they don't. So if you're in either one of those options and things are not really where you want them to be, then it's time to have a conversation with somebody and get some guidance around this to start moving forward. Whether that is with me, whether that's going to see a doctor, whether it is a psychotherapist, a some uh, sex therapist, you know, there's many different avenues here. Of course, I would love for us to have a conversation about this. Um, And I think whichever route you go down, it's just making sure that does this person get me? Have they ideally personally gone through this and understood it? And does it feel like the right fit? You know, have they got results for other people? So these kind of things, whichever route it is, it's really important to just ask these questions. Can you tell me a bit about the other people that you've helped, what results they have seen? Have you experienced this yourself? These kinds of questions are important. And the final thing that I would like to say is, it's always less scary than we think it actually is, right? It's less scary than we think it actually is. Same with the, let's take the professional context, leading a team meeting, right? I'm just using that as one example, or going for an interview. It can feel scary, but when we're at the end of it, it's like, okay, actually, it wasn't as terrifying as I initially thought. It can still be tough. I'm I'm not taking that away, but I'm saying it's usually how we think about it at the beginning before we've actually done it is worse than the actual thing itself, right? Going to speak to a personal trainer, that bit of 
the uncomfort zone of, oh, I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing here and what if they judge me or what if I look weak, these types of things. And then we, after a couple of sessions and they're helping us out, we realize, oh no, it's fine. I'm just learning how to do it a new way. And this is exactly the same, right? It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel what if this judgment is there? What if this weakness, what if I'm perceived as weak? I'd like to say to you personally, from my side, there is no judgment. There's no shame. We're both here having this conversation because of a shared experience. And so my promise to you is that that call that we have or the conversation that we have is going to be a lot less scarier than it actually seems. And I believe it would be the same, whether it's me, whether it's a doctor, whether it's somebody else, you know, it's just taking the breath. First of all, taking a deep breath in, feeling that there's some resistance there, acknowledging that, not trying to put it away and then stepping forward. Okay, so that's it for today. We have some work to do, right? Our challenge is to make asking for guidance as comfortable as it is in our professional and physical fitness lives. Our challenge is to make it just as comfortable as that when it comes to our intimate life. It's going to feel scary. It's going to feel difficult. But ultimately, there's a place that we want to get to. There's a goal that we want to get to. And seeking guidance around this is the thing that's going to get us there the fastest. At the end of the newsletter, you will see a link to be able to book a direct call with me. If you'd like to do that, I would love to have a conversation with you. We'll talk about what you've tried so far and just where you're at with things. And I'm happy to share more about my personal experience too. So either that call or joining the Annihilate Anxiety online meet. They're the two starting points and I look forward to meeting you there.